Thank you, Father, for being good to us. Thank you, Lord, for you are so real in the lives of those who genuinely seek you. And I thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. You're so faithful. You're so faithful. You're so faithful. You're so faithful. You're so faithful, Lord. We praise you, praise you, praise you. I pray that you will continue to fill us, Lord, at this hour. With your heavenly manner, fill us, Lord, to the overflowing. Fill us, Lord, to the overflowing. We need your word. We need your breath of life. We need your living water. So I pray, Father, that you will drench us in your river. Drench us in your river, Lord, I pray. The river of the Holy Spirit. Lord, may your revelation abound. I pray may the hearts of your people be strengthened. Lord, I pray may our eyes, Lord, see you all the more. And I pray every eye that is seeing dimly now that there be clarity, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every distraction of the enemy every hindrance that is from Satan. Be removed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray. I subdue the powers of darkness of this hour in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. But the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Truth, the Spirit of Grace, the Spirit of Hope, the Spirit of Love, the Spirit of Compassion, the Spirit of God, we rule and reign over this hour in the name of Jesus. I come against all the forces of darkness and every demonic spirit that is warring against the hearts, minds and bodies of your people. Every hindering spirit, every spirit of lethargy, every spirit of tiredness, every demonic spirit of distraction, every spirit of irreverence to the presence of God, every demonic spirit of unbelief, every spirit of sarcasm, every spirit of hate, every spirit of bitterness, every spirit of vengeance, every spirit of indifference to the word of God, I curse all these spirits right now in Jesus' name. And I take authority over every unclean spirit in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I ask for total freedom, O Father, this hour in the name of Jesus. May you rule and reign over this time, Lord. As we, your people, sit at your feet, I ask you, Jesus, that you will grant to us your living water. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So we've set aside this time, O oh Lord, to seek you. I pray that you touch each one of your people, Lord. Touch us, Father. Touch us, Lord, with your unforgettable touch. I pray. In the name of Jesus, I ask you, Lord, unveil the eyes of your people, unclog the ears of your people, remove every stubbornness, whether it's stubbornness, Lord, in the name of Jesus, stubbornness of the heart, be removed in Jesus' name. Remove all forms of spiritual barrenness in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. 
I pray, Father. May the Word of God find its place, O Lord, in the hearts of your people. The truth and truth alone may rule and reign over the hearts of your people. That every error be uprooted in the name of Jesus. Whatever is not of you, whatever is not of your word, whatever is not of your will, whatever is foreign to the kingdom of God, be destroyed in Jesus' name. The kingdom of Christ alone expand, O Lord, that the enemy may have no room in the lives of the people. Thank you, Father. Praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to turn our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. The Lord just gave the word. We're going to turn our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. And we are going to read. From verse 24 onwards. Hebrews chapter 11. From verse 24 onwards. I'm going to read. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. I'm going to read this one more time. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. There are a few things that the Spirit of the living God will bring to our attention as we dive into this part of the precious treasure of all treasures, the Word of God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It is God's Word in Hebrews 11.1. 1. When you don't see, when you're unable to see, Faith in God will see through the eyes of God. Faith is not something that operates on its own. Faith, the real faith, the genuine faith, operates on the faith of God. Genuine faith, the real faith, operates on the faith of God. There are two types of faith. One is genuine faith and the other is Counterfeit faith. Genuine faith depends on 
God state. It cannot function independently. If you're taking notes, write this down. Genuine faith cannot function independently. Just like a baby in the womb of a mother cannot live apart from the mother. Genuine faith cannot function independently. Void of the faith of God. Genuine faith is borrowed faith. Genuine faith is a faith that has been lent to us by God Almighty. God gives us His faith. And with the faith that God has given, in order to maintain and grow that faith, our faith must draw from the faith of God. God's faith. In order to draw from God's faith, it is necessary to have God's word. That's the only way we draw from God's faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. When we give ear to the word of God, which is not just hearing, but doing. Hearing is doing. Believing is obeying. So when we give ear to the word of God, which is hear and obey, because we believe, our faith grows because we are drawing from the faith of God, or God's faith, which is the word of God. The Bible says here, that kind of faith, which is the faith that depends on God's faith, grows by drawing from God's faith, is a faith that sustains, grows God's people, and causes them to overcome and inherit that which God has for them. So there are several Bible characters here in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. But this morning, God wants us to focus on these few verses. By faith, what kind of faith? Faith that depends on God's faith, draws from God's faith, that kind of faith Moses had. Through that faith, when he became of age, how did he get the word of God? His mom would have taught him who he was in God. He was not an ordinary person, but he was a descendant of Abraham. He was under the covenant that God made with Abraham. That he was chosen by God and he belonged to the chosen people. Moses had faith in what his mother said. The word of God that was passed on to him through his mom that Moses believed caused him to have the faith that God transferred into him from God. God kind of faith. 
impartation. If you really want to have that impartation, the best impartation is getting it from the Word of God. The more you give yourself over to the Word of God, the more your faith will grow. When I say give yourself over to the Word of God, it's not, yeah, I'm going to read 20 chapters today. No. You really read what God is leading you to read and put it to practice. Applying the Word of God. Reading and applying the Word of God, which is obeying the Word of God. Moses, from what he was taught, he believed what his mom said about God. And he knew that I am not an Egyptian man. I am not an Egyptian. I am not an uncircumcised person who belonged to the Egyptian community. I belong to God Almighty. And so, we have a specific standard to live by. We belong to God. Moses was not a person who was burdened by God's ways. But he was a man who pleased God, who treasured God, who loved God to the extent of choosing to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Because of his identity in God Almighty, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Before even being called the son of Jacobet. He was the son of God Almighty. Under the covenant that God made with Abraham, he was an Israelite, a Hebrew son. And therefore, he had such a passion for who he was. He said, I cannot be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, even though Pharaoh was supposed to be the most highly esteemed person in Egypt. He said, I don't want that because I belong to someone who is far more greater than Pharaoh. He had faith in what his mother told him. He had faith in the word of God. Who he was. He had faith in who God was. He really believed that, yes, there is a God. Even though his people were afflicted, he was not someone who was asking, well, how come if God made a covenant with Abraham, how come he just left his people to suffer like this? And why are my people in bondage? And is there really a God? I don't think because my people have been crying for so long. Nothing is happening. No prophets, no prophecy, no revelation, no nothing. 
They've been crying and crying and crying. And I don't think there's a God, and especially him growing in Egypt, surrounded by that culture, bombarded by everything that is there in the pagan society. He could have easily, easily gone over to the other side with all the power, with all the power that he saw. He could have just said, well, the God of the Egyptians is more power. Look at that. We're actually greater than the Israelites. Pharaoh is actually greater than the Israelites. Pharaoh has more power. If this God is so powerful, how come he let his people suffer? These are his own people. Pharaoh's God is more powerful. He could have thought all those things, but he did not. You know why? He believed in the word of God that his mom instilled in him. And he did not let it go. Even when he was in the palace by himself, he kept it in his heart. Someone like Joseph here. Someone like Daniel here. No one to supervise him in the palace, but he knew who he was and he refused to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. He knew that living a life there in Egypt along with those people there and doing whatever they are doing is passing pleasure. Temporary. Temporary. A momentary pleasure. But there's something far greater, eternal, that he really believed in. And he was esteeming that and despising the momentary pleasure. What a, what a glorious insight he had because of his faith and what his mom told him. That's what faith would do, because it's God kind of faith, the faith that comes from God when you believe in what God says. It gives the strength and it gives a clear vision and it gives proper understanding and proper perspective for what life is. And the vision and the perception is not crooked, skewed like the rest of the people around him. So he refused to be called the son of Sarah's daughter. It's not that, okay, I'm not going to tell anyone I'm a Hebrew. Meanwhile, God put me in the palace and let me enjoy everything that God has given. It's a privilege God has given. He was not walking around arrogantly. On the contrary, he didn't want to have anything to do with Egypt. He didn't want to have anything to do with the world. Egypt signifies the world. Egypt signifies sin. There are a lot of believers, when they're with unbelievers, they want to just look like them, act like them, talk like them. Forgetting that God is there, watching everything they do. Gossip just like them. Dress just like them. Flirt just like them. Be immoral just like them. Curse just like them. But when they come to church, they're very holy. 
Moses was not like that. We have to understand why Moses became the Moses of the Bible. There are certain qualities that God sees and he handpicks people out of all the people who are there. The Bible says Moses was faithful in all of his household. All of his household. All the people in Israel, out of all the people put together, Moses was the most faithful person in all of Israel. You look at Moses, he had everything there. Yes, it was God who gave him favor and it was God who sent that Sarah's daughter. It was God who placed him in the palace, but he knew that this is not my home. This is not my home, I'm just here for a short time. For a specific reason, this is not my home. And I will not call myself as an Egyptian and will not call myself as Pharaoh's daughter. Actually, this is something that really is abhorring to me. I don't want to be called as Pharaoh's daughter. And he just didn't stay there. He made a decision. I'm not even going to stay here. Not only do I not want to be called as Pharaoh's daughter, but I'm not even going to stay here. And he said, I'm going to be with my people, the people of God. And whatever suffering I have to suffer, he said, that's a trophy for me. He esteemed the reproach of Christ Greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. He had it right. How many of God's people have gotten it right? When they value what the society would say, about what God's word would say, about what God would say. When they value what their friends would say, the former friends would say, their neighbors would say, what their family members would say. To please them, they would give up Christ. They would give up obeying Christ. They would give up listening to the Word. They would give up being in the presence of God. They would give up being in the house of God. Moses was not like that. Moses was faithful. Very faithful. He said, I'm not going to be with these people. I'm not going to call myself according to how these people are called. But I'm going to be with the people of God. These are my people. The people of God are my people. I'm going to be with the people of God even if it means to suffer. He said, that's a trophy for me. And he esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. He had everything that the world would offer him in the topmost position in Egypt where he is the adopted son of Pharaoh's daughter. He had all the riches, he had all the pleasure, he had everything, easy life and power filled life, so to speak. What a Hebrew slave would covet for. But Moses 
chose to forfeit that because he said it's better to be a Hebrew slave than an Egyptian prince. He despised anything that God would not give him. And he despised what the enemy would offer. And he esteemed the path that God had for him, even if that means to suffer for Christ. That's the key. Reproach of Christ. He had the vision that this is more glorious, far more glorious than the other pleasure that is in Egypt and the riches that Egypt offers. It's just passing. And I don't want anything to do with this. I want God's way. I want to do it God's way. I want to live my life God's way. And even if it means to suffer, I'll take it. I value this. And I despise that. We as God's people need to have that standard. We need to value the things of God and despise that which Satan offers. We need to value the things of God, esteem the things of God, and despise what Satan brings your way. If you don't have it right, may God help you to have it right today. It will never be a struggle in the lives of those who have their value system right. Write it down. If you have your value system right, then living for Christ will not be a struggle. I've heard many people say, oh, it's so hard to live a Christian life. Why? Is Christ in you? Is His seed in you? Is His word in you? Is His spirit in you? Then it should be normal. It should be easy. It should be something that you want. It should be something that you seek after. That's where the pull has to be towards the kingdom of heaven. That should be a driving force. That should be a driving factor. Moses was driven by the passion for Christ. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. He looked to the reward. Moses had it right. Moses had faith. He knew that when I'm faithful to God, even if I have to be with my people and suffer, this is what I want. I'm so happy to do this because this is the right way. And this is God's way. And God will reward me for being faithful to Him. He really did it with the right motive and for the right reasons. May God help the church to be like that. Help our church to be faithful to God in everything. When God sees, may He find faithfulness. By faith He forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for He endured as seeing Him who is invisible. Real faith that comes from God that's being sustained by God through the word of God will have no fear perfect love casts out fear fear brings torment when we have real faith genuine faith faith that comes from God there's no fear no matter who says what we don't fear man we don't live for man we don't live to please another human being but we live to please God Moses lived a life 
of faithfulness to God. You can't please God and man. Remember, you can't do serve masters. You must love one and hate the other. When it comes to choosing God over man, many people choose man over God. Relatives, friends, co-workers, I got to do this so when I need some help, they all do it. So if I have to work on a Sunday, I'll work on a Sunday. So when I have a doctor's appointment that I have to take my child to the doctor, then someone else will cover for me. So, so God is negligible. Your child is more important. How will your child prosper? How will God bless your child? When you despise God and esteem your child, do you think God will bless your child? No. The opposite will happen to those who put God last and put their family members first. God is speaking to our hearts today. We must put God first. We must put God first. God has to be first in our lives. Oh, I have to do these extra hours because I get a raise. few weeks I do it on Sundays. Then all of the Sundays will be fine. I need to go and do this. So there are some people, not in that church, but these are the illustrations the Holy Spirit is bringing today, this morning. And I have to say, the heart goes after money, promotion, position. And so what do they do? They put their job, their vocation, their studies, their career, their money above God. The Lord's Day is the Lord's Day. It's not family day. The Lord's Day is the Lord's Day. It's not your career day. One day out of seven days belongs to God Almighty. It has to be with God's people in the house of God. Anything else will be idolatry. This is God's word. And I have to say, putting God above everything and living a life that is pleasing to God is the most important thing. It's a divine order that God has in His Word. We must follow. As we assemble ourselves together in the presence of God, in the house of God where God has placed His people together, Jesus comes there in the midst. Family prayer is not the same as church service it is not we must understand that family prayer is not church service we skip church service for family prayer at that point we're in delusion we must understand everything has its place family prayer has its place will we not go to work and say we have family prayer so I'm not going to work we know how to put things in proper place, proper schedule. Many times people, believers, make themselves flexible while people of the world will not. They will not take off when they want to. They will not come when they want to, but when it comes to God's people, a Bible study is okay. Church service is okay. I can miss that. I'll make myself available. Think about it how God would feel. That's why God says in His Word, the people of the world are more clever 
you're wiser than the people of the kingdom of light. They will not forfeit their appointment. They will not forfeit their party. They will not forfeit their time. They will not forfeit their hobby. But God's people are willing to forfeit the Bible study. God's people are willing to forfeit the church service. God's people are willing to forfeit the time that they must have with God where they get their food. Unless they think they're directly hearing from God and they're super spiritual like Moses. That they don't need to be in the house of God. That they're their own pastors for their families. It's a very, very dangerous place to be and may God help us to learn this very important principle from the life of Moses. He did not please man. He did not fear man. He did not. Many, many, many times people fear. Oh, if I say no, I'll lose this relationship. If I say no, no. Only when you stand up for the truth will God work in the lives of your family members. Only when you stand up for the truth and you follow God and you put God first, God will bless your job. God will cause you to prosper. You do it God's way like Moses did and see what God will do for you. It takes faith. It's because of lack of faith. Fear comes in and people do whatever they want to do. Try to please and do whatever, go whatever. Wherever. Whenever. Serve men and not serve God. We have to fear God and serve Him only, not fear men and serve men. Fear God and serve Him only. It takes faith. It takes faith. Only those who have faith that their God is bigger than their family members, that their God is bigger than their boss, that their God is bigger than whatever will put God first in their lives. Moses had that faith. He knew that his God was bigger than the biggest man in Egypt, which is Pharaoh. Moses had faith. That's why he left the palace. That's why he left Egypt. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. You know why God came to Moses and spoke to him in the burning bush? Because before he met God, before he ever heard anything from God, he believed in God with all his heart, mind, soul and strength. And he obeyed everything that he knew that he had to obey. Whatever his mom told him about God, he believed everything. And he passionately followed God. He passionately served God. He passionately lived for God. Even when he came to Midian, he continued to be faithful to God. The God that he didn't see, the God whom he didn't hear from, he still believed the word that he heard from his mom. And he lived for it. And the God whom he didn't see and he didn't hear from visited him one day in an unexpected time. 
during an unexpected time, at an unexpected moment in that burning bush. God will do the same thing for you when you're faithful in everything God has given to you. That you put God first. That you don't fear man, but fear God only. That your priorities are straight. Your walk with God is upright. Then God will reveal Himself to you. And He will count you as trustworthy and entrust His work into your hands. He will say, you can be my worker because I can trust you. And that's why, in order for the children of Israel to stay safe and not be destroyed, Moses had to keep the Passover. Moses had to teach about the Passover to the people, and he himself had to keep the Passover. The last scripture that God wants me to speak today is verse 29. By faith, because of Moses, the children of Israel passed through the Red Sea, and by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. What is faith? Faith is believing in what God has said through God's faith. The more you believe in what God has said, the more His faith will be deposited into you. Now, the children of Israel went through the Red Sea. Now, a lot of times people say, oh, faith is, you know, you believe in something. When you believe, you have faith. No. You believe in God Almighty and you get His faith, borrowed faith. You have faith from God and in God and through God. You accomplish things. The children of Israel had faith to go through the Red Sea. It was God's faith because the instruction came from God and they did what God told them to do. It was God who led them. They had faith in God's word who told them to go through the Red Sea. So, God's faith that they had and believed in His word, which they heard through Moses, kept them alive and brought them through the Red Sea. Whereas, if you look at the Egyptians, the Egyptians also had faith. When they saw the Red Sea open up, they had faith. Just like the children of Israel crossed over, they too will cross over. They had faith. But that faith didn't keep them alive. That faith got them drowned in the middle of the Red Sea. So just believing is not going to do anything. But believing in what God has said, believing in God's word, and using God's faith will cause us to achieve God's purposes for our lives. As many people would say, as long as you have faith, your daughter will survive. As long as you have faith, your son will survive. Or as long as you have faith, you know, you can do well. That's satanic and it's a lie. All these Egyptians, including Pharaoh, they all had faith and they all drowned in the Red Sea. Only the faith that has been given by God and the faith that God has given has been placed upon the word that God has given 
will cause us to cross over our Red Seas. The faith that God has given to us has been given with a purpose. God has given us His faith for a specific purpose which is to accomplish His will. When we place that faith that God has given upon His Word and obey, then through the faith that God has given, His purposes will be accomplished. Moses accomplished the will of God by faith. Each and every step of his life, God is documented in his word. He accomplished the will of God because he used the faith that he received from God through his mother. By placing his trust in the word of God that he heard through his mother. And by obeying God with what he knew, he drew from God's faith and his faith increased, borrowed faith. I want to again mention the words borrowed faith as the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to our hearts this morning. Never be proud, no matter how much you grow in faith, never be proud because it's borrowed faith. It's faith that God gives us to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish for Him. It's God working in us to will and to do His good pleasure. Our cooperation is necessary, but we do whatever we're given to do with what He has given to us. Doing is important as our part, but if we don't have what it takes in order to work with, then there's no doing there. In order for us to believe, we must have the faith that comes from God. That's why it's borrowed faith. It's faith that has been given to us. In order for us to fulfill the purposes of God. May God help us to understand what the Spirit of the Lord has spoken to us today. The more you grow in faith, the more humble you have to become. Because so much you have received from God, so much faith you have borrowed from God. God has given to you so much. And that is for God's glorious purposes. May God bless each and every brother, sister, child who is here, who is hearing this word from the Lord this morning. Make sure when God's word comes to you, through whatever means, through a pastor's, through a morning call, through a Sunday service, whatever it is, take it very seriously. Through it comes the faith to grow. As Moses listened and he obeyed what he was told, God started pouring more into him. He started bore. He started drawing more from God's faith. Expansion in his capacity. Expansion in his capacity. Every step 
he took. He needed faith to accomplish that. Different kind of faith, different level of faith from one place to another. The faith that he had to begin with was a faith to believe that he was a Hebrew. Faith to believe that being a Hebrew is better than being an Egyptian. Then as he was faithful in that, he drew more from God's faith, which was to forsake the palace, to forsake being called Pharaoh's daughter's son, and then to forsake living there. His faith grew. He was drawing more from God's faith. Borrowing more. Being given for God's work to be accomplished through Moses. Then from there, his faith grew. To esteeming the life that God called him to live, to suffer with the people of God. Faith to see the importance of it. Faith to have the right priorities. His eyes were opened more and more and more along with the growth of his faith. Along with God's faith coming to him. And from there, as more faith came to him, he was able to leave Egypt and go to Midian. May God speak to your hearts this morning. There are many levels of faith. And God is calling our church to go from one level to the other. With the light that has been given, be faithful to what God has given to you. Never compromise. No matter where you are, never compromise. Never sell Jesus for anything. Never try to say, well, we can do this. There are some people I heard a couple of years ago in another state. Not our church people. But another church people. On New Year's Day, they said they're not going to go to New Year's Eve service in their church. They're all just going to pray as a family at home. In the early morning, they're going to get up and go to see the sunrise in the beach. I was baffled when I heard that. Have family prayer in order to go to the beach. They're forfeiting the time in the presence of God. Can you equate that with the family prayer? What a folly that is. How Satan has deceived people to thinking that their family prayer is equal to the presence of God that comes in a unique way in the house of God. Jesus died for his bride. Jesus died to birth the church. He has a very unique love and His presence comes in a very unique way when it comes to church gathering. 
God has established a fivefold ministry and has placed pastors in the church service with the anointing of God that God has placed where the presence of God comes in a very unique way and the anointing of God works in a very unique way for the equipping of the saints, the Bible says. How many people are deceived? How many people are deceived? How many people take scriptures out of context? When the Bible says if anyone is sick, call the elders of the church and they will apply oil and they will pray. People read scriptures out of context. People don't even read the whole scriptures. They think they can get their own oil, they can just pray over their own oil, they can anoint their own homes, they can do their own stuff. Where is it in the Bible? It's not biblical at all. It's not biblical at all. No wonder Satan is working overtime in many, many homes because the Word is not there. Faith comes, the right kind of faith comes when you have the truth. The Word of God needs to be taught. Needs to be taught. The Word of God needs to be taught. May God help us to have a clear understanding. Because the apostles were not there. The apostles cannot do everything. God has His order in the body of Jesus Christ. And there when they say elders, they were people who are full of the Holy Spirit, living an upright life. There's a very specific qualifications for that in the Bible. That God through Apostle Paul is established in the church. Those are the people who have been anointed and prayed over. They have been commissioned to pray for the sick. And because God has given that job for them to do, when they use the oil, the sick get healed. It's because God told them, not because they do it themselves, no. These are things we must understand. We've seen many, many people do this because they don't know. They watch someone say something on some radio or some TV or somewhere. They think that they can do. The same thing. People think they can take communion at home. When Esther was sick, someone texted us this. Have her take communion at home every day. We know we are pastors over here. But still we don't do that. There's a place for that. There's a time for that. People just take bread from their house and they just pray and eat. That's not communion. Jesus broke the bread and gave to his disciples. They were all together. They all prayed together. They all sang together. And there's a divine order in the New Testament that God has given for communion. We need to be so careful. We are living in the last days where false teaching is all over the place. May God help us to have an understanding that comes from the Holy Spirit. 
to know what is of God and what is not of God. What does God's word say about a particular matter? The Bible says it is important to study the word of God. Not run to commentaries. Not run to quick topics here, YouTube videos and who says what. Learn to be on your knees in the presence of God. And sincerely look for the truth. You can never go wrong. If you're sincere, you can never go wrong. If you really seek the truth and you read the word of God, take the Bible, the plain Bible, minus the commentary and read. Be on your knees before God and read. And see what God will do. Whatever God is speaking to you, through your pastors, the food that God is giving to you, through the shepherds God is placed in the local congregation, wherever you are, whichever part of the world you are. If you know you are in the real house of God, the God has given you shepherds after his heart, according to his word, and they are feeding you. Make sure you eat that food. Make sure you meditate on that word. Make sure you obey the word of God. Whatever God has spoken to you, whether it's on obedience or faith or whatever God has spoken to you, See what God will do. Your faith will grow to a whole new level. And you can never go wrong. You will never go wrong. If you're in the Word and if you're obeying the Word of God, what you've been told, like how Moses took what was given to him by his mother Jacobet, he never went wrong. His faith kept growing and growing and growing, causing him to do greater things. Step out into the will of God with a greater amount of faith. The faith that was needed to accomplish the task that God had for him. May God help you to grow in faith by being obedient to the light that you know, by being obedient to the word of God that God gives to you through his servants, through his shepherds. And draw from the faith of God so that whatever task that God has for you, you will have the faith that is necessary to accomplish the task. Shall we close eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord, for your holy word. Thank you for speaking to our hearts, Lord. You're such a faithful God. You're such an all-powerful God. Your word is so true. 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 And I thank you, Father. That by your word we live. You said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And you said, at the last day, your word will judge us. So I pray that you'll help you people, Lord, to give themselves over to the word of God. 
sincerely give themselves to the Word of God so that the Word of God may cleanse them, the Word of God may purify them, the Word of God may lead them to a greater level of faith that comes from the Father to accomplish what God has for them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Continue to cover us all with your precious blood. May this word that you have spoken to them, Lord, bring forth much fruit. Thank you, I praise you. As your servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people with your blessings that you alone can bless them with, that they may inherit the blessings that God has for them by believing and obeying the word that you've given to them, that they may fully step into the will of God each and every single time and grow from faith to faith and move on from glory to glory. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.